0: Hey, everybody. When you hear that music, you know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. Jamie Uretsky here, coming to you live from Chicago, Illinois. And we are getting ready to head to South Africa for the dedication of a building to the legendary David Earl Nelson. Yes, sirree, Bobby. We are going down there and dedicating the new building that we raised money for at the last golf tournament. And it's a home uh, within the home for children at Open Arms. And uh, we expect it to go smoothly, although it's going to be pretty hot. Speaking of hot, this is episode number 45. We had planned on stopping at 44, but in light of the news that broke yesterday afternoon regarding the Houston Astros, we thought it would be fun to do a little podcast about the cheating scandal of the Houston Astros and apparently eight or nine other teams in Major League Baseball. So, let's get started. As you know, yesterday, Rob Manfred, after three months of an investigation, issued punishment to the Houston Astros, which included suspending for a year the manager of the Astros, A.J. Hinch, suspending for a year the general manager, Mr. Lunau, and Finding the organization $5 million, which was the maximum fine that could be levied against the team uh, based upon the MLB rules made by the 30 owners and the commish. And uh, they are going to forfeit two draft choices each year for the next two years in the first and second round of the first year amateur draft. So, the general consensus of what I've read and what I heard was and eh, that was pretty harsh, they were surprised, it woke up people, sent a message etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I, on the other hand, don't believe these were harsh enough sanctions. The scope of this investigation and the warnings that the Houston Astros got were sufficient to show that any reasonably thinking human being in the line of management with the Houston Astros would have put a stop to it quickly, but they didn't. And it's the same as the attitude was originally with steroids. Hey, if you can get away with it, do it. What's the big deal? People have been cheating since baseball started, stealing signs, and even though now we do it digitally, even though we get signals from sophisticated technology, we bang the drum, or we raise a hand, or we do something, and what's the big deal? What's the big deal about a little andro that was found in Mark McGuire's locker? What's the big deal that Barry Bonds happened to hit 100 extra home runs because he was roided up? Or all the other guys that have been implicated in steroids, and what did Major League Baseball do? Nothing, hid their head in the sand, until Congress got involved. So, with that backdrop of the ostrich in the sand by MLB, Net, by MLB and the commissioner, Bud Selig at the time, the Major League Baseball had a new problem on their hands and that was cheating. And it was no secret, the Major League Baseball implemented a rule in 2000 banning any utilization of electronic signals to steal signs. Boom. Just like they will shine not bet on baseball, they shall not use digital technology to steal signs from your opposing team. And why? Well, it affects the integrity of the game, for one. Number two, if you know that it's a fastball and there's no reason the guy's going to throw a changeup, cutter, off-speed, pitch, or what have you, you can lay on the fastball as the Astros did in the 2017 World Series. The whole situation, to me, is nauseating and was not handled very well by Major League Baseball. And I think the penalties were too light, and so where, where are we now? Well, this is episode number 45. And the most famous number 45 was Bob Gibson, followed by Pedro Martinez. Two guys that were not willing to let somebody else police the game. They were going to police the game. And I don't know what the reasons are. Maybe it's because the average salary is $5 million. If you live long enough in terms of being in the major leagues, you're going to get $10 million. So let's keep the show going. Don't anybody rock the boat. And let's get on down the road. Don't throw at my head. Don't throw at my ribs. Don't throw at me, period. Because that might hurt my chances of getting $10 million next year. Blah, blah, blah. Now twenty years ago if you got caught stealing signs your team was going to pay and somebody was going to get clobbered with a baseball now it might not be at the head it might be at your shoulders, it might be at your ribcage, might be in your back it might be at your knee but you were going to get it, it didn't matter who it was, especially Bob Gibson but baseball has kind of gone into the entertainment business in a different way than it did when I was growing up. Uh, If you watch the antics of these teams now, it's kind of like Celebration City. Now They got a little of that from winter baseball, a little of that from Japanese baseball, and a lot of it back in the U.S. of A., where these guys do all sorts of things, any one of which would get a ball in their head. And if the Astros were stealing signs, uh, the opposing pitcher would take matters into his own hand. But that's not the case anymore. And so what do you have? You have a full-scale, widespread cheating scandal of stealing signs, and it's not fair. And so I ask, what's the difference between the Astros stealing signs and Joe Jackson, who's banned for life, along with seven of his teammates, for allegedly throwing the World Series in 1919? Well, they were trying to lose whereas the Astros were cheating to try to win. But the effect was it had on the other team the effect of knowing what pitch is coming and these major league batters <laughs> are not going to fail when they know whether when a curveball is coming. No curveball, sit on a fastball. You don't go... You know, they didn't reach for anything. So before... The World Series in 2017, the Astros were warned again by Major League Baseball for maybe the third time, don't steal signs. And in 2018, the Yankees complained that the team was whistling, and the whistling was a signal with the result being stolen signs. Major League Baseball investigated it, yawned, said, there's nothing to it, ho-hum and they were going to do the same thing in 2000 with respect to 2017 and maybe 2019 but Mike Fiers who had pitched for the Astros got traded to Oakland and decided to give an interview to a publication that has grown in stature called the Athletic and in that interview he said yeah the Astros had this intricate system for stealing signs, which just confirmed what the Yankees, the White Sox, and lots of other teams knew was going on. These guys knew what was going on. So baseball, at some point, came in and made every general manager and manager sign a statement saying, "Thou shalt not steal signs, and thou shalt not let that go on." Didn't stop Lou now. Didn't stop AJ Hinch didn't stop Alex Cora, didn't stop anybody, apparently, because they're, in addition to the Red Sox and the Astros, there are eight, that's right, eight other teams that have been caught. And so how many other teams haven't been caught? It is another steroid crisis, only no, no health issues. So does anybody care? Yeah, I care. As a season ticket holder, as a fan, I care a lot. I care a lot because my guys, like you, Darvish, were on the uh, receiving end of that thrashing. Every time the dude threw a pitch on behalf of the Los Angeles Dodgers in the two thousand seventeen <laughs> World Series, it ended up in the Crawford boxes. It's just not fair. The whole thing stunk, and Major League Baseball kind of given a what people think is a harsh deal, but anyway, looking at 2017, they were warned, they were caught, and they continued, even though A.J. Hinch supposedly smashed the monitor that was set up outside of the dugout in a scheme concocted by the bench coach Alex Cora, currently the manager of the world champion 2018 Boston Red Sox, to steal signs. And, they, you know, MLB Network tries to talk about, well, there are other ways to steal signs. And they they always go to this graphic of some pitcher, and I don't even remember who it is. When he'd come to the set position and he was going to throw a curveball, his hands rested at the letters. When he was going to throw an off-speed pitch, his hands rested about two inches below the letters. And they concluded that, oh, there are a lot of ways to... You know, pick off signs because pitchers are tipping their pitches. Well, they're tipping their pitches only with the digitally aided confirmation of what's going on. You marry your digital surreptitious surveillance with the on field behavior of a pitcher, and you are aided in the pitcher tipping his signs, tipping his pitches. So the whole thing stinks. I brought this up in Podcast 44 a week or two before the suspensions. And I said at that point, if the GM knew about it, he should be banned from baseball. And he wasn't. And we'll get back to Mr. Lou now because he has a track record of stench that seems to follow him from St. Louis to Houston and back again. And he's finally out of baseball, but people are saying, he's young, he's smart, he'll be back with some team. You know, he was fired by the owner. And by the way, after the report came out 20 minutes later, Crane, the owner of the Astros, fires these guys. Now, (laughs) interestingly, Crane knew about it too, and he should be banned from baseball, or at least suspended Give me a break. The buck stops with the owner. He knew it. Luna knew it. A.J. Hinch knew it. They just didn't want to to give away that competitive edge. The same as with the steroids. Yeah, you know, we know Sammy's turning sort of pale and he's got a bad complexion. And yeah, we know Barry's gained about 80 pounds. Hey, he's putting fannies in the seats, man, and that's pretty much what we care about, in addition to winning baseball games. So, when uh, Barry was loaded up, he drew intentional walk, intentional walk, then he did a home run. Intentional walk, and they'd win. They'd win. And what about the Buster Poseys that weren't doing anything wrong? What happens to those guys? Same here. Look at Verlander. It goes on and on. You can take this to whatever conclusion, and and I like to beat a dead horse, and I'm going to beat this for a lot of podcasts. But, How does Verlander feel? He knows that games that he won, his guys had an unfair advantage. His hitting guys knew that they were stealing signs. Now, you know, can Verlander stick his head in the sand? I don't think so. You know, he hit in the National League Park during the World Series. He didn't hit at home. But he knew what was going on. And here's another kind of funny thing. The system that the Astros employed in 2017 after they stole the signals would be that when there was an off-speed pitch, they'd bang on a trash can with a bat. Bang, 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 batter hears it, and he knows, don't swing, it's an off-speed pitch. Unless it's coming at me, and I know it's going to break over the plate, and then I'll swing. And so solid contact it was. These guys are good hitters, but I mean... You know, there's that funny commercial on TV where the third-base coach is yelling, squeeze, squeeze, play coming. Come on, batter, lay the ball down. Lay the bat down. Bun it down. There's that funny commercial. Well, that's pretty much what was going on in the Houston Astros ballpark. Those guys knew what pitch was coming, and that's just not fair, and they should have been stripped of their title. They should have to mail back their rings, and they ought to have to forfeit their share of the World Series. They had to donate that to charity. Now, here's MLB and this I think is really funny and nobody's talked about it. If you've watched World Series games and even in 2019 remember there was a controversy where the base runner didn't stay in the little box 45 feet from first base and uh, Since he wasn't in that box and he ran on the infield side of first base, he was called out for interference. And they had this long replay and Joe Torre was right there looking at what was going on because Joe Torre is the king of discipline for Major League Baseball, and he has. And he sits next to the home team's dugout for every World Series game. He's there. If the umpires have a question, which rarely happens, they come over and talk to Joe. Well... Did Joe not have his hearing aid turned up? Was he not listening to the trash can getting banged after Major League Baseball had warned the Astros about cheating and their disciplined guru is sitting in the ballpark in the first row between the trash can and the batter and this bang 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 Joe to wake up or or his assistants that were there Major League Baseball, stuck there on the sand until Fires, Mike Fires, of no-hit fame, blows the whistle on these boys, and then all of a sudden it's off to the races. And uh, anyway, I think it's funny because the the dirt on Major League Baseball just goes from from year to year. Now, it's a billion-dollar industry. There's money, money, money. Uh, There are no more small markets. If the royals were sold for a billion dollars, that's not a small market anymore. And so everybody is worrying about money. This is no different. Now remember that they're trying to get betting, ballpark prop bets, approved through various legislatures. Now think of that. Think of prop betting... Think of electronic cheating. He ain't seen nothing yet. Betting is coming, and so is more cheating. You can bet on it. Now, is that different from Joe Jackson? No. In fact, (laughs) as I said before, and we did a little bit with the 1919 White Sox, Joe Jackson, who allegedly was part of the conspiracy to throw the 1919 World Series hit 375 in the World Series that year had 12 hits which was a record until 1964 for most hits in a World Series and was banned from baseball because he was too dumb to get out of the conspiracy or to not join it at all and he was such a i mean it's the joke was He was really bad at conspiring Because he did so well hitting Now He's banned from baseball Pete Rose is pretty well banned from baseball Pete bet Allegedly on winning Joe Shoeless Joe bet on losing He actually didn't bet And he never got a penny Out of the crooks And here are the Astros And the Red Sox are next And Cora's going to get Suspended for a year or two and Beltran ought to get suspended for a year or two and the only reason they go They're not going after the players is because of the union and they'd be in litigation forever But they ought to be going after Bregman They ought to be going after Correa. They ought to be going after Springer who? Had the fruit of the poisonous tree as we might say in Discovery in a criminal case the fruit was knowing what pitch was coming the poison was the theft And those records should be taken away and those boys ought to be eight men out 2017 style. They kept cheating in 2018 and probably in the World Series in 2019. Uh, But they point to, oh, our batting average at home was worse than on the road. Well, maybe the cheating stopped or they got not so good at it. I don't know. But there's no more policing in baseball. I've talked about how Uh, pitcher for the uh, Reds gave up four or five home runs and he never brushed back one guy it's like we're not going to do that because we just don't want to police our game and so uh, back to, to Jeff Lunau now again I'm not really involved in the 2012 investigation but let me lay that out Lunau was with the Cardinals organization and another member of the Cardinals organization allegedly was upset with Luna because he delusionally took credit for things that he did not accomplish. And apparently to such a high degree that this other fella took issue with that and decided that he was going to do something to Lunau after Lunau left and what he chose to do was hack into the scouting data of the Houston Astros through St. Louis Cardinals offices got caught Cardinals paid a million or two million dollar fine and this guy Correa I believe his name was uh, got convicted of several federal crimes doesn't really matter other than the fact that Lunau was the guy that he was going after because Lunau seemed to not specifically tell the truth. Now, fast forward to 2019, this year, or last season, and uh, if you'll recall, the assistant general manager of the Houston Astros, a fellow by the name of, I believe, Taubman, made some sexually harassing remarks to a female reporter for Sports Illustrated and referring to the pitcher who ultimately became the closer for the Astros after he served an 80-game suspension for um, physical abuse to a woman. And Taubman made the remarks to the reporter that basically, you know, in your face, you see what that guy does, he's great, he's our, he's our closer. So immediately the Astros, first of all, do nothing. But then word starts trickling down of what happened. And the initial report authored by or approved by Luna was that he wasn't talking to her. He was just generally speaking to a group of people. And yeah, maybe he should have chosen his words better, but it's not any big deal. Denial. With Luna in there... Denying it. And then lo and behold, after a real minisk, didn't take a- Inspector Clouseau to figure out, after a few days, the word was accurate in that he was addressing this female reporter. And lo and behold, Luno fired him. Boom. Now, that same guy who was fired in 2019 was banned for a year from baseball in the same cheating scandal from 2017. So you got Luna with the Cardinals in some trouble following him down here. You got Luna kind of covering up the sexual harassment claim of the sports illustrated reporter which was determined to be accurate. And now you've got Luna being implicated directly by Major League Baseball that he knew. And what has Luna come out and say? I didn't know anything about it, but I guess I should have. And I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. This guy should never work again in Major League Baseball. And the problem with baseball is that, A, there's so much money out there that people will do unscrupulous things. If you throw betting in, it's going to get worse. You throw all this fantasy baseball in, it's bad. You throw in all the money they're making from TV... There's a real temptation to do some bad things. And some of these guys that are running these teams aren't baseball guys. They're Ivy League guys that are trying to come up with any algorithm or in- introduction of digital technology that gives them an edge. Here's what they ought to do it's simple. Those guys ought to be banned for life that knew or should have known about it. Boom. The players involved should be banned for baseball for five years. The World Series rings and shares should be given away and the money given to charity. And there should be no video allowed in the clubhouse, period, other than in the major league controlled manager's office where a replay guy gives a thumbs up or thumbs down as to ask the umpires to look at it. The players should not be allowed to traipse down into the clubhouse and look at what that pitcher just pitched. They should not be allowed to review any part of that game in the clubhouse that's ongoing, period. And if you really wanna cut out any interference with Stealing signals Go to the football deal Like the uh, guys on the sidelines in football games In the NFL They relay the play to the uh, quarterback Or the defensive captain uh, Through their helmet Put a transmitter in the baseball cap And uh, the pitcher and the catcher Are the only ones that have a signal Ain't nobody going to steal another signal Unless the team decides something So, you know It just affects the integrity of the sport. It affects what goes on in other players. And my my friend, uh, Bob, joked around about his son Sammy got a save at the Miller Park against the Astros in 2017. And we were laughing and saying that he should have been given a lot more credit than one save because... These guys knew the pitches that were coming, but didn't stop Sammy from getting them out. So, kudos to Sammy, who's recovering from surgery, and hopefully, after his rehab, he will be signed by a team, because he's deserving of that. Anyway, enough on the Houston Astros, and uh, soon to be the Boston Red Sox, and their cheating scandal. Major League Baseball needs to continue to figure out how not to let digital images into the clubhouse, period. Other than instant replay. So, what are they going to do? I bet not much. MLB is slow to do anything. The people think this was a harsh sentence. I don't. And we will go from there. But... I wanted to do the emergency podcast, as one of my listeners referred to it, because this is breaking news, and I think it's going to get worse. I think the fallout's going to get bigger and worse. So we can only wait, and we can only see. Um, Again, the guys that I listen to on MLB Network, plezak Carlos Pena, Smoltzi, they know what they're talking about. They know what it means to, they know that Pena was with the Astros. He knew that Lunau didn't didn't miss anything that was going on from the number of baseballs rubbed up to you name it. This guy knew what was going on. Hinch knew what was going on. I submit, in all likelihood, the owner knew what was going on. And uh, people are maybe going to start dropping dimes on other people. I don't know, fires. Be interesting to see, I think, people slap him on the back and say, good work. Whereas in the old days, you know, he might have been uh, treated like a replacement player crossing the line. You never know. But I will say this, that hopefully stealing the signals will be eliminated because there won't be any video feed into the clubhouse. Period. And, uh, you know, if you want to steal signs some other way, Run around second base You know, I always wondered Why when, you know, football coaches are calling a play Or guys on in baseball go out to the mound The pitcher puts his glove over the face I thought, well, that's kind of stupid Now it's not stupid And I always wondered Why did Yachty go out to the mound Every friggin' three, three times an inning Until the new rule came in And it was to change signals Because it's, somehow these guys knew the pitcher on the White Sox, Farquad, I think his name was, figured it out, but nobody believed him. Um, this was rampant, and not just with the Astros. So, Cora, now, how far did it spread into, you know, did it go to Dombrowski? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I were Dave Dombrowski, I'd be hanging on to see what was going on, too, in light of uh, Lunau. Now, Dombrowski's out, but stay tuned um i'll visit with mr Reinsdorf about this at some point i'll visit with whoever i can visit with but hopefully things will go back to a level playing field and i would suggest that if somebody tries to steal the signals the pitcher ought to start throwing a little bit of a brushback pitch and the umpires ought to stop warning and get on with the game police themselves a little bit. And I'm not advocating that anybody get hurt. But you can't throw at anybody anymore. You can't barrel into the catcher anymore. And you can't break up a double play anymore. So, either let everybody know the signs or let nobody know the signs. It's simple. Eliminate the video feed. And don't let the batter go back in the clubhouse and check out what the guy threw him the last pitch. I mean, come on, baseball. Get smart. Get smart. And don't allow betting in the ballpark. It's just going to make it worse. So, there you go. Season ticket holder speaks his piece with number 45 and memories of not only Bob Gibson, who policed the game, but Pedro, who also policed the game. Stuff didn't happen. There were ways to get back at cheaters in the old days. And I'm not saying hit them, I'm saying just. Send a little gin music to him, as Nellie would call it. So that's it for, you know, this wasn't on the lighter side of baseball, but it's an interesting topic and one that I got pretty charged up about and one that I think is going to not go away for a long time. And so on behalf of all of our sponsors at On the Lighter Side of Baseball, we thank you for listening and stay tuned because our next podcast is going to be international how about that? We're going to do the podcast from Coomga, South Africa at the home of Open Arms, and it's going to be fun. And I believe it might feature a former Major League player and teammate of, yes, Dave Nelson. So until then, folks, have a great day. Go Chiefs. And the Chiefs take on the Tennessee Titans. Now, one last thing. Podcast 44, I was prophetic in the cheating scandal and what I thought would be the appropriate punishment. I was prophetic. I said the Chiefs were gonna play the Titans. Now, some might argue that I mistakenly said the Chiefs were playing the Titans in the division game not the conference championship. But, hey, you can't argue with a prophet and by God, I picked the Chiefs and the Titans to play and play they will. So go Chiefs, go Mahomes, and I think the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers, and I think the Chiefs win. Going away. You heard it here first the March to Miami. So, on the lighter side of baseball, and on a little bit of side of football, have a great day. Jamie Ritsky saying, so long.